Hey, what's up, everybody? As my wife's signs say, shut the front door. It's season four. Let's go. It's your friend CL King coming to you live from where else? The high definition studios here in Impactville. I am sitting atop the Ruth E. Plowden legacy chair. And it is my honor to carry on her legacy. And it should be your honor to carry on the legacy of, of those that mean something to you. I think I got everything set here. I haven't been in the studio in a while, so had to get my bearings. But we got the bearings back. So, yes, this is Impacting Life 24-7, the podcast, season number four. Can y'all believe that? I posted earlier this week a video of like one of our first episodes on podcasting and then our current, our last episode of season three, just to show the tremendous difference and growth that this program has had. Now, along the way, I have watched some folks attempt to do the whole podcast thing and they decide it's too much for them. And they quit after just, you know, a half a season. This is not for the faint of heart, ladies and gentlemen. This requires the capacity to have tenacity. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we've been off since December the 9th and needed to make sure that we were getting everything set in order for this new season and I had to get everything back in order in the in the studio and I had to remember how to do everything <laughs> so tonight is the first night back and we're very very blessed to be a part of your life for these moments in time to bring you a broadcast that focuses on impacting one life one day at a time. And with that, we do this for a reason. Some people think that the reason why we do this is for self-gratification. Really, it's a lot. Of, it takes a lot of work to do this. So <laughs> to do it is a, is a sacrifice, especially to do it live. So it's not about it's not about that. It's some some would think that it's about getting your name and your platform out man it's so much more than that i envision because we have people that listen to the show all across the country and around the world i envision people probably you know down in the philippines or over in you know you the ukraine and they because our, our show is broadcast in 32 countries around the world and I envision someone downloading the podcast and hearing something that would impact their lives. And for me, that is the most value that I that this show brings. That if it impacts one life, then that is truly enough for our staff. 
And so thank you for tuning in, whether you're tuning in now or whether you're tuning in later or whether you're listening later or whether you're downloading our podcast on one of the 35 different platforms that carry it or wherever you download your podcast. This is Impacting Life 24-7. This is the fourth season that we have committed to bringing you a podcast of impact. Now, I did something a little unique tonight. I told people if they wanted to join in with me, or if you've got questions and you want to join in with me, just go to my Facebook page and look at the last advertisement. I put the link for you to join me right here in the, in the High Definition Studios. That's, it's just that simple. We care about hearing from people. We care about sharing people's stories. We care about the lives that are being touched. We care about those that are sounding the alarms of life to say, hey, look, you got to get yourself prepared. You got to, there's so many things. And I was telling somebody about the show the other day that there are so many unique things about the approach of our show. We, we've done it different even from the very beginning, even though the beginning was a challenge. <laughs> We've done it different. We've done it. We've done it in a way that says, "Hey, listen." Uh, on Tuesday, on Monday night, there could be somebody on that could be dealing with depression that that overcame depression, and their their mission now is to help other people navigate through and win the battle of depression. And then Tuesday night, we could have someone on that's dealing with obesity and how to rain in obesity Thursday night. We could have someone on who is helping people who were wrongly accused in jail to get exonerated. It's just that dynamic and so different. I mean, like we've had people on here who've, who've, you know, we've had people on here who have committed homicides and found a way to redeem themselves and then go on in life to impact people around them, to take their story of adversity and bring about real change. And so that's that's what Impacting Life 24-7 is about. I believe that life brings us impacts. Life brings us dynamic encounters that change the way we look once we encounter things. You know, that's what an impact does. An impact let once the effect of the impact or once the element of the impact has landed and then it's removed the evidence of that impact remains for years and years to come i.e the craters that we see in the earth the craters that we see in the moon etc those impacts are, they remind us that something had an effect on that geography. And for us, we want to have an effect on the geography of life. So there's been a lot that has taken place in, in the last four seasons. You know, we think about, I was, I was telling the showing folks in the podcast collab group, how dynamic the show has changed from it being, I got a little light over here. From it being a show where, you know what I mean? I was sitting in the corner of my bedroom in this one little itty bitty chair with some sort of some sort of tripod microphone that didn't even work right, had no EQ, nothing. I was sitting in there and using a, a Bluetooth speaker, and when I would talk, it would echo because the person was on. It was, mm, y'all, it was something. It was a sight to behold. To now, where man, I gotta make sure the fans and the coolants are on because of all of these lights in here. And you know, on our on our book launch, the night I launched my book, we actually blew the circuits in the studio because it was so much heat, it was so much power being drawn from this room. And so, my question to you tonight is: What happened during your holiday season? Did you have a good holiday season? Was it good? I think anyone who got time to be able to spend time with your family is probably appreciative of those moments. You know, you're thankful that you were able to come off of the trail of busyness and spend time with your with your lovely families. I, I 
recall Mike Black, our co-host, he posted something in our Leadership Institute the other day that really resonated with our leaders. That, you know, he said, listen, be sure to make sure that you self you self-care and rest and don't overcommit yourself. And, and that's, I mean, I just told my 19-year-old son that, or 20-year-old son, I said, man, make sure, because you got a lot of energy, you got a lot of talent, but make sure that you don't overcommit yourself and stress yourself out. And then what, what started out as a positive thing becomes a chore and a burden and a millstone, right? So Impacting Life 24-7 is, in, is entering our fourth season. And what we will be doing is we will, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing pre-interviews with our whole new lineup of guests. And uh, we, we do that on purpose. We don't just want to bring folks on here that, that don't have a message for you. We cherish and we appreciate our audience so much that it's important to us that we don't just have somebody on here that's just wanting to run their mouth. Okay, we want to make sure that it's someone that is bringing an impact. It's someone that when you listen to their story, you'll be touched. And so I hope that you all had a great Christmas, a great New Year's. It was wonderful for us. Uh, New Year's was rather, um, you know, we're getting older. So we was like, come on, can y'all hurry up and get this ball to drop so we can go to bed? <laughs> ain't a lot going on at midnight unless you, you know what I mean? There ain't a lot, ain't a lot going on at midnight. So we, we, Charity and I sat in the room. We set up in the studio here. We brought a table in and set up some hors d'oeuvres. And had a good time together. Even Jeremiah was knocked out sleep. So it it was uh, just her and I on New Year's. And that's probably a good thing because it's a prelude to the way life is going to be one day. And so, you know, since since probably the last time we talked, you know, you may have been following the, the work that we've been doing with our book, Who Ate My Brownie? Yes, I have it right here in my hands. I keep it in my hands. I keep it actually close by everywhere I go. And, you know, the, the book is really designed to do more, far more, much more than create some sort of viral recognition for C.L. King. Okay. I, I'm so over that. Additionally, it it was created for so much more than to, for me to heap a bunch of wealth upon myself. I'm wealthy enough. I don't, I, that's not, that's not my, that's not my purpose for writing this book. It took 40 long years, 47 long years. I've turned 48 in a few weeks. It, it took all this time of, of cultivating these emotions and stories to bring them to bear in the form of a book. And not everybody can do it, man. Less than 50,000 people a year write a book. And there is the great one. My friend, the VP, Greg Smith. How are you, brother? Greg, been working, man. We are just reaching out to radio stations and television stations and getting negotiations going because, you know, one thing that we recognize is that this book is not a TikTok video. <laughs> so it's not a 30-second endeavor that we just we did it for one night and then that's it. We understood it took 47 years for me to get this story out and we're going to continue to put it in people's hands for the for the foreseeable future, for the weeks and months and years to come. And so on Impacting Life 24/7, that's what we do. And you know, what we're also looking at, yeah, I know Greg 47 and I could probably you know I probably could still beat you on a basketball court. <laughs> if we, we were talking at Thanksgiving, we said we should go play basketball, like relive that moment when he and I played basketball together. That was funny. Uh, I don't think he wants to do that now. But, you know, we wrote this book for something so much more than that, so much more than popularity or fame or acclaim or a, a TikTok video, right? You know what I mean? There's so much more than that. And what our society, where our society is, okay, let me just let me just tell you, Greg, where our society is, brother, is that everything has to be in bite-sized chunks, quick, fast, and in a hurry. It better grab my attention, and if not, I am moving on. You know, so we took all that into account when we created the book. When we put the book together, I made the dimensions of the book smaller so you could feel like you could get through it quicker. 
I made the I made the pages uh, less. We only, there's only 116 pages in the book. So uh, many people that that have responded, thank you for the hundreds that are have gotten the book and the many many uh, dozens that take pictures and respond. They have said that man, I sat down to read it and I read it from cover to cover. I couldn't put it down, and that's the goal. But then the secondary goal is for you to say, man, I, I gotta I gotta do more in my community. I got to do more with those with those CL Kings that nobody knows about, you know, and so we are blessed. We're working with I mean, this this whole process is a labor of love, right? We're doing it ourselves, learned the whole process. So there's no publisher involved. There's no middle person. It's just yours truly. And Greg is uh, Greg is a seasoned author. In fact, uh, once I get my. I got one more thing to add to the studio. I'm probably going to replace that blessed sign, get my bookcase over there and get all of our authors back showcased over there. Uh, Greg is a seasoned author. I think he wrote his book in 2020. Uh, It's uh, 100 Simple Ways How to Manage a Property and Evidence Room. If you like a copy of his book, just go to smithg1963 at yahoo.com. Look, I got it up here, brother. It's already programmed in there. And he's a seasoned author. He took a different route to get his book out. And uh, he sold thousands of books. And so uh, he he was blessed to to connect with a publishing company, and it just worked out grand for him. the The reason why I decided to self publish was because I felt like this was my labor that I needed to feel all of it. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't want to just have a surrogate and or be a surrogate to this process. I wanted to feel the contractions. I, you know what I mean? I wanted to feel it all, and so even the negotiations associated with getting your book on the shelf, like at Barnes and Noble and, and, and other places, our book is in Amazon and, 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 you know, we're working on the other places, but, but the truth is, is that every step that you take, man, you're just learning your book, your, 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 you know, the process is like a learning experience. So that way, when God allows us to inter- intersect with somebody else who's thinking about going down this path, we can help them for a, a nominal fee and not charge them through the roof to get their work published. And that, that's really what it is. Now, when you do, when you self-publish and you do it, you do it this way, you you are your promoter, your your distributor, your, you know what I mean? You're everything. And so you have to be on your A game. You know, people say, well, dog, King, every time I turn around, I'm seeing a new video from you because it's it, that's what our society requires. You know, you can make one video and leave it and that could that video could do very well. But then there's a whole host of people that have never seen it. So sometimes we take the same video and repurpose it. Right. And so it, it's just it is it. I have learned that this is what God called me to do in this format. Greg and I have always seemed to take the, I guess, more difficult route with stuff. You know, when we did our bullying summit, we had 2,500 door hangers that we had to hand out. And he and I out there, two old grown men, door to door, putting bullying conferences, uh, uh, door hangers up on the doors. Because here's what we realized, that if we don't do it, nobody will. And to those entrepreneurs out there, you know, I just had Jay Halim on here the other day, and he is an absolute entrepreneurial expert. And he said there's a difference between being a, 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 a business owner and an entrepreneur. There's a difference from being a business owner, or you know, you own your own business, and being an entrepreneur. Because an entrepreneur says, listen, I got to invest back into the business to grow it so we can bring people on that have a different skill set but but can adopt our vision and expand and leverage that skill set you know what i mean like well, a business owner they make 160,000 a year and if they don't show up to work well that's that's just it well but an entrepreneur is thinking man thinking bigger and and bolder and and grander and higher and that that's it for me man that that's it for gray it's like man you you we've been at this We've been at this so long that that some of the results that we've gotten, we've forgotten about. 
And then some of the results, folks would probably just quit and say it's not working. But we have this thing, man. Every time Greg and I talk, it's like, man, I believe this is the, this is our year. This is this is the you know, Greg is the one who pushed me into writing this book. You know, I was just lethargic and, you know, resting on my laurels as a speaker, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to just go and tickle people's ears and then leave. Man, we 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 had to have something that had some staying power, something that that's like this will be for a generation yet to come. And so our first that we have on the calendar right now, our first uh, on the calendar in-person book signing will be March the 5th. That'll be Sunday, March the 5th at Motion Church in Grantsboro. And they have a dynamic church led by the, the none other than the great Pastor Al A.B. Almore. And that church has been so kind to me and my team. And Pastor Almore saw that we were doing some book signings and he said, you know what? I want to, this is, this is what I'm talking about, about a person like Pastor A.B. Almore. And I'm going to try to stay in a, in, in the right spirit when I say this. The, the brother saw what we were digging out, right? Hey man, this is a new project. You know what I mean? I'm not backed by some Fortune 500 company. I'm not on the New York Times bestseller list. But you know, I got this. This story is is touching people's lives, right? And so he said, "Man, look, I want you to come to our church, and I want you to preach. I want you to speak three times because he got three services. You go be war slam out." And he said, "I want you to bring your books." And 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 he recognizes that man. The support element in the community is so powerful because you want to you want to know why that 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 just really touches my heart because there may be people that Pastor Almore may not be able to get to even though he is a phenomenal preacher he's a church builder but there may be somebody in his congregation that he's been trying to get to and he just can't because another voice is needed to help him bring that person in. And he's like, King, I, I, I value the work that you're doing and I'm going to invest in it. And when I saw that, I said, man, that, that, that's the real deal. Our second book signing will be way up in the rust belt, way up there in the, the, the city of Lorraine. And we are working with church on the North coast, uh, pastors, Rebecca and Troy Thompson, and we had the fifth, uh, they had a fifth, uh, <laughs> let me get it right. March 5th was their proposed date for uh, me to come up there. But I already, we already had Pastor Almore committed. And so tomorrow we're going to negotiate another date. And I plan to go up there to Ohio to church on the North Coast. Because guess what? That's the place that helped me develop develop the skills that I have even used to this day. My calling of God, the, the ministry and the, the anointing on my life, my purpose for loving young people, all was cultivated at church on the North Coast. And the church was just a block up the street from me. Thousands of people there. And this little scrawny 14, 15-year-old kid was taken in by pastors Lewis and Tina Cayetan. They're the they're the retired pastors now, and Becca and Troy are the are the senior lead pastors there now. And Pastor Louis and Tina Cayetan, Lewis and Tina Cayetan, they took me in, and and it was like they didn't know I was a foster kid, or if they did, they didn't care. They just knew that th this kid this kid has so much potential. You see, you see, when you see somebody that can do something great, you invest in them. You don't just walk by and say, oh, whatever, hope you, hope you make it, buddy. Which is sometimes how we support one another in the community, but I won't go there. <laughs> and so I'm headed up there in, in March. We believe it'll either be the end of February or the beginning of March after Almore's, Pastor Almore's services there at Motion Church. And then we we plan to, before then, have a book signing in February at the Barnes & Noble right here in Jacksonville. And our goal is 
to do a series of Barnes and Nobles up the coast here in Eastern Carolina. And so this is the plan. The plan is not to just have done this for a few minutes and then quit. No, we are in, we, the plow is down. As you see, doing, launching a podcast is a difficult task, and we have we have not relented yet. And and yes, it takes our time, it takes our effort, but that's okay because if it impacts one life, Greg, if it, that's right, bro, we're going to execute. That's my word for twenty twenty three is execute. Don't worry about the the seasons and the weather when you sow, just sow because God will have a blessing on the end. I don't sow for the blessing. I get surprised by the blessing. And then it, he does it so much that I just become less surprised. And I'm just like, wow, God, you just continue to raise the bar. You know, it's a blessing to have somebody like like Greg Smith in my life because we couldn't be more different. We're from total two parts of the country. And yet he and I are inextricably tethered to this mission of, you know, impacting lives. And I told him, I said, listen, man, I want to I want to be able to cut you checks that uh we never have to worry about them bouncing you know what i'm saying i want to i want to be able to see you and your family blessed because you've been with me for so long man and put your name on stuff that i didn't have the good name to put it on <laughs> i said greg i'm sorry brother i got us into this but you go ahead and put your name on it <laughs> let's pray and pray across our fingers and hope it works and it has and 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 i'm very very thankful for that um our prison the the prison it, the jail ministry I say ministry, we call it JTC, Jail Talk Campaign. And I believe everything that you do is a ministry, but the Jail Talk Campaign is something that we've been doing since the summer of 2022. And every month we go, we partnered with the great Sheriff Chip Hughes, and we go into the halls and the bowels of the Craven County Jail. And we talk to the residents there, and we use intense motivation. We use intense motivation. I'm talking about standing up on tables, screaming motivation, to inspire the residents to say, listen, when you get out of these doors, you're not coming back. I don't care what your past is. I don't care what the temptations have been. When you, You're going to be so full of resolve when you leave out of this jail and you leave the the clutches of the law and you go as a free person, man or woman, that you're going to be so full of dynamic impact and motivation that we have poured into you that nothing, a pack of wild wolves couldn't bring you back. And so every month we go there, we're so thankful for Chip Hughes opening up, Sheriff Chip Hughes opening up his facility and taking a risk. He didn't know what kind of stuff we'd be doing in there. We've covered everything from lessons learned from the three little pigs to don't drop the hammer. You know what I'm saying? It has been, we we talked about on the last, the last little bit, um, we talked about Ebenezer Scrooge at Christmas time and, and, and how Ebenezer Scrooge could not do anything about his past. Didn't know nothing, didn't know what the future held for him. But he did capture and take advantage of the present. Hello, Dr. Nate Dunlap. How are you, sir? And he's coming out with a new work. Coming out with a new book. I'm so excited for it. Uh, I mean, you can you can take that link and come in and give people a preview if you want, brother. It's on my page, the link to get into the room if you want to give people a preview of your new work that's coming out. But Dr. Dunlap is one of our esteemed platinum sponsors, and we need more, definitely, because the work that we have done has expanded exponentially, even since Dr. Dunlap has come on. But Dr. Dunlap is, is a, is a, um, he is a man that he doesn't, he doesn't have to say a lot to say a lot. And when he says something, I'm telling you, it's powerful. So go get in that link, doctor, and we'll let you in the room because this is just the welcome back show. And uh, our guest was supposed to be here tonight. She's up in Canada, uh, but she got she's still recovering from COVID. So pray for her. Our, you know, the, the, the COVID-19 
issue is still out there. So let's get Dr. Dunlap in here and hear what he's got going on. See, that's what I love about the show, man. We we want to hear what other people are doing. Let's let the great doctor in. Oh, wait, hold on, doctor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got to get one thing straight. Uh, I got to turn down the music. Tell doctor to hold on. Don't don't go nowhere, doctor. I got you. I got to stop the music here because it's going in the background. And that will be playing when you came on. All right, doctor, how are you, man? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Man, it's so good to hear your voice. The great doctor. What's up, Come man? On, man. <laughs> how you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing good. Life is life is good, man. I, I can't complain about that. You would be so proud of me today, doctor. I sported a bow tie, too, in your honor. You know what I'm saying? Come on, sir. I, I was like, can this get me an honorary PhD? <laughs> <laughs> so dr dunlap man I, I sometimes get exhausted by looking at the breakneck speed in which you're doing things but give us a little sneak peek into the what the new work that you got going on sir oh man listen totally off guard but it's just in my heart so <laughs> yeah um many many years ago everyone um the, the way god operates with me uh normally it's not just hey sit down and write a book right it's normally gathering information, um, doing some writing, stepping away from it. And so now I think I've been released from the Lord to write the ultimate tithe. <laughs> the ultimate tithe. The ultimate tithe. The yes. book that is going to wreck shop and put some things back into alignment when it comes to this whole notion or what I would say the biblical principle of tithing. Right. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so excited, man, because... You know, especially this is January, right? New yep. New Year. Yep. And how many people have had, you know, all these New Year's resolutions? And I don't think the calendar year had anything to do with the timing of it. It doesn't. I'm sure it did. Right. But, you know, a lot of people, they, they look at tithing as the, the thing that if I do this, then it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to let me or make me blessed. If, if I do this, then um, I'm special in, in the sight of God. Uh, that's a bunch of, no, that's not. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> it does not you know that the thing I'll, I'll share whatever i share whatever comes up is going to come out brother. okay okay um, you know the thing about tithing and, and i've never been for since 2008 nobody ever knows my opinion on tithing because i've always come at it from a perspective of too many other folks have opinions and half of them are garbage right 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 yeah. <laughs> half of them are not biblically based or manipulative manipulative um at its best and so I, I will share that um, there is a need in this season for, for those who ascribe to Christianity, being a believer, a follower of the way, follower of Christ, whatever label you want to put it. Um, there's a need for us in this reset moment to get some things in alignment with biblical principles that you say you believe, right? right. If you say that you believe in tithing, then you should understand the principles of tithing. Mm. It shouldn't be just what your pastor has told you. That now, see now, let's let you know. I'm not going. I'm not going to get the book out too soon because we want to make sure to pump this thing up well in advance. But so some people may have misinterpreted or interpreted that your quote unquote position on tithing was anti-tithing. Okay. I, I can I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's it, it's not a thing. But are you? Let me just ask you because I don't know, and and I mean I've been your friend for years now. Is it that we're using the the tithing concept in the wrong way? Is is that what you're going to shed light on, or is it tithing it, it, in it, general? Help us out. I believe that when we get to, when you get to the end of the book or probably even before the end of the book, because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just write, yeah, so, you know, yeah, I, right. I, I just do what I do. I'm going to believe that individuals will know that the way that they have been tithing has not been the way that God has ascribed it in his book. Ah, okay. 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 So you, you, and, and, and I told you this, I think we talked about this offline you know, you're, 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 um, you're, you're touching a sacred cow. You know what I mean? You're, you're, this is, this is everybody's holy grail. A lot is. 
And mm-hmm. maybe it's just because, uh, what does it say? People are destroyed f- because there's not, uh, there's a lack of knowledge. And yeah, Hosea 4, 6, my people perish, mm-hmm. my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But right. the crazy thing about it, the knowledge wasn't with the people, the knowledge was with the leaders. Uh-oh. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, for those who don't know me, have not been introduced to me formally, I, I like the mystifying i like breaking things down i like deconstructing falsehoods and things that have kept people in bondage for years and years and years i remember back when we had the prf table brother years ago right the radio show we had and i remember there was this sweet old lady uh who was about 60 something years old at the time and we were teaching on tithing through about a couple of months that may have been 2012 or 13 i can't remember and, and she she called in and she said, you know, I'm free. She said, I realize that I have been in bondage to tithing. Mm. And this woman has been up under some, what she would say is some great pastors, mm-hmm. some, some very good leaders, some biblically sound. But there's something about this subject of tithing that just mm, has made things tough for people. Now, that's interesting. You know, we just saw a couple, and I will just leave their names out because you, you are the highlight for me. Uh, but we saw some prominent ministers in, in the country in recent months last year come out and, you know, say that all their, all their teachings on tithing needed to come off the shelf and they, they've, they got a illumination. And I think me and you talked offline. It was a little too little too late. <laughs> So see, and 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 I I believe that people can't misinterpret uh, what you're going to be teaching with uh, anti-giving because you you teach giving, you know, and and that's what you're going to help us understand the probably the healthy elements of giving without the law-driven elements of tithing. Is am I right? No, I'm going. I'm going to deal. I'm the 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 lesson that we teach in PRF uh-huh. is called tithing out of law or love. Okay. So it's it's not veering all the way to the left. Okay. Of what we've been teaching, right? Tithing out of law or love. Like what is what is the position that you tithe out of? Uh, and and no matter how many people want to talk about, and this is opinion. No matter how many people want to talk about, uh. Uh, the law doesn't matter anymore and all of this. And, right. and we're under the New Testament dispensation, but show me where God talked about New Testament dispensation. Okay, mm-hmm. let me keep going. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, 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 we have these things that have been said and they have been uh, adhered to right. by good people, right. good-hearted people. But you can be good-hearted and be totally off with God. Yes, right. Right. That's that's so true. Yeah. I mean, like, look at Cain. He sold the wrong sacrifice. You're right, man. Yeah. And, and so, so, so I say this is, is, you know, the only person that has it, an issue with law and grace seems to be people that just either have been beat up so much by the law mm-hmm. that now they found grace and now it's the hell with the law. <laughs> He was having a Geno Jennings moment, y'all. That's, <laughs> That's my man. We from Philly. We from Philly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's what Jesus said, though. Didn't Jesus say, I did not come to destroy the, destroy the, That's what the, he said. the law of Moses That's... and of the prophets, but right. I came to fulfill them. Right. So, so if you start wrestling with that, I mean, you think about it. If you really think that you have the ability to take all of the law that God has given through all of the prophets. Right. And because we have Jesus, now you get the ability. And Jesus said, I ain't coming to get rid of it. But now you got the ability. Right. And you, you put yourself pretty high up there. I, I mean, I, yeah. I probably can't fool with you because, you know, I can't be in your space. That's right. And and it's not, I, I, this, I, listen, I tell people this all the time. Uh-huh. When it comes to tithing, it's never been hard, biblically. Okay. You never read about people struggling from tithing. Okay. So if you're if you are a quote unquote tither, 
and there's no such thing as a tither biblically. Started <laughs> mess up. Boy, he 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 he, he, te- he teared our our pews up tonight. <laughs> yeah, let's just you know tear them down, build them up in three days. Right, or, right, you know, man. Days. Right. But but it 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 there there is no such thing as a tither. Right. Mm. Just be who you are. Be a believer in Christ and do the things that God has called us to do. Wow. Instead of being this, this, this thing is not hard. But yeah. people were you don't you I beg somebody to try to find me an opportunity, find, find scripture that shows people who were tithing were still broke. Ooh, boy. Woo. Yeah, I know, I know where that's going, man. That's good. That's, so let me ask you this, Doctor, because I'm I'm I, I you I was tickled to death to see you pop up. Uh, when should we expect to see this new work? Oh man, I'm I'm really, um, I'm working on it now. Okay, and I really think the timing of it will be the spring. Okay, even if you know, because you know. Income tax money would be gone and folks would need to try to find something else to try to do. So, you know, right. might as well come out, you know, after the income tax money is all gone and and after the the, the stimulus money, you know, is just clear that nope, ain't no stimulus coming in sight again. No, and, no. And, and no no unemployment stuff coming in sight. It, that probably would be a good time to release the book uh, when folks need something to hold on to. And I would just say it's best to start off with a good solid foundation right. before you start trying it. Because I promise you, you could be broke Busted, disgusted, all your income tax money, refund money is gone. No more stimulus in sight. And you can start on that next Sunday, giving 10% of your income. Your situation ain't about to change. Take it from me. <laughs> now, like, it don't work like that. You just 10% right? lighter, right? <laughs> yeah. You, it does. And, and I promise you, I can guarantee, I'll guarantee you, the ones who who pay attention, the ones who say, you know what? Revelation has come to me through this book, through yeah. this work, which is going to be connected to this book. When yeah. when that happens, yeah, listen, man, I want folk to be in good in a good spot. I want folk to 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 have yeah. what they need to have. That's right. So they can live life more abundantly because that's what Jesus said. He came, John 10 10. Came to give life and give it more abundantly. So you can't be more abundant if you ain't if you're not abundant in the first place. Yeah, man, that's so good because, I mean, I'm telling you, over the 30 years I've been in church and ministry, et cetera, man, I've watched folks get their electric turned off, but they still made sure that, that the tithe was in. You know what I mean? And and I'm just like, man, I used to scratch my head as a young Christian, like, man, is this really the way it's supposed to be? Um, and, you know, doctor, what I, what I told you and I, I commit to that, number one, I'm going to buy several books. Let me just tell you all something, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Dunlap, who is... You don't have to promote. You don't have to promote, brother. I'm good. <laughs> look, 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 look. look, he did me so wrong, man. The the man, the, the when I when we talk about a giver, he had no reason to. I mean, I was I could have just sent him a book, but instead he, I'm like, I get all these notifications. My phone is going off all day long, and I see Doctor Dunlap, and you know what I did, brother? I had actually packed up one book because I didn't look at the quantity. And then I, I just something ha- something told me to go back and just make sure I had the address and everything right. And I said, this man done bought four books from little old me. And and let me just say this. Let me just say it because he's here. I would say it behind his back. I talk about him all the time. But I, I have really been on this kick, this revelation of s- supporting one another. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if I see somebody that that that's got something going on that I can fan a flame and, and help out. I can't be there for the whole journey, but I can stop and fan a flame. And Dr. Dunlap, you always, always, always do that. Always. I, I'm, you know, he's, he's, he's one of our longest givers as a sponsor. He bought four of my little books that I was, I was hoping he wouldn't read so he could see all my spelling errors in there. You know what I mean? This, <laughs> cause I'm a self publisher, baby. <laughs> But 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 that's the heart that he's going to present this this next work with. And I told him, I said, I want to do like a, a three or four night series with your book. I'm going to buy three or four of them. I'm going to give them away, buy some more um, and help pump this thing up, because it is a topic that I think people in, in the if we say dispensations of the old school and the new school. You know what I mean? I think you can reconcile. You know what I'm saying? Both. 
I think mm-hmm. you can, I think you can reconcile the old generation and reconcile the new generation because you're right. Some folks are just like, hey, like you said, to hell with the law. <laughs> we living yeah. in grace, baby. Past the forty. <laughs> Yeah. Don't put your seatbelt on and live in grace. Gotcha. <laughs> Why are we always cutting up? We be trying to do be serious about God and stuff, man. So we are we are so excited. You you have as you know as a sponsor, you have a complete anytime you want to get on the show. I tell that to all of our sponsors, man. Just tell us and we'll make a slot for you. But this work is going to be important. I want to help promote it. I want to help it, you know, bring awareness to it, talk about it ad nauseum, and bring understanding to the body of Christ, man. And that's what Dr. Dunlap does. Tell us real quick. We ain't got we're we're over, so real quick is relative. Uh gotcha. tell tell us about the work that and and uh you know the new year for PRF. Um, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, PRF possessions, resources, finances. So the organization is called PRF Institute, um, a stewardship based teaching ministry, um, national nonprofit organization that I've had the pleasure of being, uh, the executive director and leading since 2008. And our whole focus is, is trying to help transform the economic landscape of 200,000 people in seven years. I think we're about two years in and we ain't close to nowhere near a hundred thousand yet. But it's coming. Right. And, and and what we do, we do two primary things. One is uh, the PRF Institute, which is the, the space where we have all of the teaching. And so one of the things that we've been working on for a couple of years is uh, not just saying updating our courses, but transforming how we deliver courses. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's some magical stuff happening behind the scenes in that realm. So when you see the PRF Institute, you can go on the website and you can see. Um, but you don't see the courses yet because we just say, listen, right now during the season of, of how we're shifting, um, if somebody wants any of the courses or lessons, reach out to us. We'll, we'll teach, provide what you need to provide. Um, but what we're going to be providing will be able to reach thousands among thousands of uh, men and women, young men, young women to really take the seven different lessons that we focus on, particularly stewardship, because stewardship is the key. If you don't, if you're not a good steward, if you don't understand the principles of stewardship, then you'll be fussing and fighting 20 years into your Christian journey about tithing. If you really don't understand stewardship, <laughs> right? You're right. You know, um, and I'm a smart guy too. I'm a smart Alec too, but I, yeah. I really have a big heart. I'm, I'm, I'm pastoral. So, but um, uh, the other thing is um, for your listeners, we are launching something really big. Um, we've been supported by a community, um, a city, a mayor looked at what we were doing and funded us not just once, but twice. So really big shout out to this mayor and the city mm-hmm. council for funding us for two years now. And so we've done a lot of the work. We've done a lot of one-on-one consultation and coaching because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part of what we do, but now we're bringing a whole bunch of the pieces that we've already been working on together. And all we ask is that people come together and realize that the only way we have financial freedom, financial independence, uh, financial empowerment, spiritual formation. The only way that comes is through community. Mm. And so once uh, uh, you'll, you'll see it if you go on the website, but you don't see all the details. So we're holding some stuff back. Right. But I can't I, I can't wait to to release. Uh, we do it with bankruptcies. We do a lot of state planning. Um, we have given away two hundred and four thousand dollars worth of services. Wow. Um, at my last count, we've helped. <sighs> Um, I don't know, whatever the number of people that we've helped, we've helped whatever that number, 70 something, about 70 something people um, to secure $5.8 million of their assets through our estate planning affairs. Wow. And that's just what, that's, that's not even everything calculated. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're into some, some big things for the kingdom because uh, we just don't believe when <laughs> once, once we get to heaven, listen, I'm securing my salvation. So it ain't about heaven no more. It's about how I live down here on, on earth. You man, know, what is, what does it look like down here? That's the truth, man. And, 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 you know, you just, you just continue to consistently show up. I will be definitely interested in, in uh, learning more about how you're delivering these courses, you know, your, your revamped mm-hmm. approach, because it might be something I need to piggyback off of. I kind of think mm-hmm. I have an idea. I would love if, if the timing was right, if we could time it right, we'd love to have you come down and join us in one of our jail sessions, brother. <laughs> Cause 
it, listen, yeah. can I sh- can I break break them over real quick? Go ahead. Um, so we have a, a an initiative um, that was really going strong before COVID. It's called the Pre-Release Financial Initiative, and this whole initiative is where we go into Department of Correction institutions um, and help individuals that are about to get out up to 24 months um, left on their on their time. Uh-huh. And we were doing this in Georgia before the pandemic, right before the pandemic hit. Um, good stuff, teaching them just a whole bunch of financial things. But the whole point is there's enough barriers for an individual who has a mark on his or her record. Yeah. And so what we said was, you know, reentry, let's make reentry look different. Right. Let's not wait till somebody gets out and now they have to struggle to figure out how to do life. So we found a way to be able to go inside and teach them and show them some things and help them to understand where they are before they get out. And then when they get out, we just continue that relationship. Mm-hmm. COVID happened, um, you know, just couldn't go into the jails. You right, already know right, that. Right, right. Then it opened up in Lee County, Alabama. Right. So in Lee County, Alabama, you know, we. I won't say we tried it, but we were asked to come in and help with another organization. And as of Sunday, I got the call. We now get to launch this again at a jail in Alabama. And I'm just like, and I thought about you because I said, man, when we get these individuals who are in jail, when you give them hope while they're incarcerated and you let them know that there's going to be some things, not just waiting on them on the outside, but we're going to help you right now. Yes. It will have some, it will have a great impact on how these individuals on the inside, um, how they behave, right? That's that's part of behavioral modification, right? Right. When you got hope on the inside. Yeah. Oh man, I got to get out of this camp because because I got my credit straight. I need to go get me a car. I, I need to get go, out. I go do this thing, but yes. You know, on, you know, Dr. Dunlap, but we, we probably need to talk. We need to just have a brainstorming session for real. Of all the places that I speak, doctor, and, and I don't sound like I'm Zig Ziglar, but I get to speak in a lot of places. To be honest with you, I get the most satisfaction once a month when I go into that facility, brother. I'm serious, brother, because there ain't no there ain't no put ons. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There ain't no show. These are real, raw human beings. And 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 that's it's funny you've been saying that because Greg can confirm he's on the chat that we have been talking about getting getting prepared now. Mm -hmm. While you're here. Right. Use this time as a gift. So when you get out, it's not a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, yeah, I know I'm not a teacher. I'm just a radical John the Baptist, wild hair and the honey guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know my lane, brother. I try I stay in my lane. <laughs> it's easy that way. But but right. I, but I am seeing and and Sheriff Chip Hughes is really about reducing recidivism. That's why he brought us in. He said, I want to reduce folks coming back through the revolving right. door, revolving door. And what we're finding is. If they don't have a plan, if they if they haven't set up a strategy, if they're not prepared to exit out those doors, brother, it won't be but a few sunrises and they'll be back. That's right. Uh, let me throw this at you. One of our la- I think our last class that we were participating in, um, I think it may have been 10 ladies to have two out of the 10 within two weeks of getting out, knocking on our door saying, I need you. Remember, you came in. Um, with us, you gave us a card. Well, and when I'm talking about these ladies are out um, working on their credit, these ladies are out. We helped divert one from having a foreclosure on our home. These ladies are out making $15 an hour. I mean, I'm just saying, yes, man. Like, if you just put in the work. So yeah, I, I'm like you. I'd rather deal with people that are incarcerated yeah. and in prison than people who are free and in prison. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? <laughs> There's an appreciation for what you do, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying yeah. because listen, prison ministry ain't it's not new. No. So my question is if if uh here go Dunlap again. If there's so many prison ministries out there going into jails and, and prisons and right. behind the walls, and I used to work in correctional institutions as well on a fair level, yeah. right? So if that is the case, then why are these individuals not better prepared when they come out? Why is recidivism has not worked like it needs to? I live in Alabama, one of the worst prison com- communities in the whole country. The federal government always knocking on our door like, hey, <laughs> here go a fine. Hey, here go an investigation. I mean, that's just the way it is. 
but we yeah. got to do something different. And Let's, so I'm just believing that the work that you're doing and encouragement and we, well, you know, we got this. I, I wish, you know, for those of you that listen to this segment, if you've, if you've not hung up on Dr. Dunlap's tithing book, just, just stay with us for a second. Okay. Because Greg, you, you know how we feel. Let me just tell you, doctor, I understand. I, I don't go into the jail and try to, uh, I have compassion. I love those people, but I don't go in there and try to uh, circumvent what the order is. Okay, they're there. Cool. They're there for a reason, right? Right. When I speak to the female block, it's a huge, gigantic room, two stories, and on the bottom story, those ladies are behavior issues, and they can't come out. So they have to listen to me speak through their food doors. Right. The other ladies right. up top, they can't come down, but they can listen to me sitting at their tables. And I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to them as if my life depends on it. Mm. Not, not that I'm getting some sort of, like if they don't get nothing out of it, then I was an absolute failure. And I'll tell you why. Mm. I asked for surveys from, from the residents. At the uh, end of the year, I asked all of them. I got them, brother. I got the data now, baby, right? Okay, okay. I, 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 wanted, I got two surveys from them. One was a number survey, tell us what you think, one through five. The second survey at the end of the year, I had them write it in their own narrative form, what they felt about our six months there. Did you know, hmm. Dr. Dunlap, that one of the residents I spoke to when she was in middle school, and she wrote on her thing, I've been following you since I was... In seventh grade. Wow. And now I'm 22. Huh. Brother, you never, you you just do not know. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I my, my reason for saying this is that I, I want to be, I don't want to be a superhero. I don't want to be viral. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be valuable. And if there was some way that we could brainstorm to, to connect what you have, to these folks, in even if it's in some sort of digital way, I wish our audience would help us get behind that thought process. Because right now, the 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 um, the reentry program that was in the jail is no longer there. So they're really, I'm probably the most radical thing going on in the jail right now. And okay. and I know, and I know, even being a professional speaker, that motivation is only going to take you so far. That's right. You still, That's right. you got to put the X's and O's together. I know that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And if, if we just need to think about it, brother. We need to pray about it because if 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 we can do something where borders are not an issue, because mm -hmm. I'm I'm knocking on the next sheriff's door. I'm I'm knocking on the next county, right in this county. I can't even get in my own county, but I can go to another man's county. Go figure that. But you know, right. Jesus said it. But I'm knocking on the sheriff's door here saying, hey, listen, man, we got we want to come and, and inspire your 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 residents. We don't just want them to sit in here and rot and then get out and repeat again. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we need to think about that, doctor, because it's it's heavy on my heart, brother. Let's 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 do it. Listen, um before the end of the month, let's have a plan. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm 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 in this space, brother, where you know. When, when stuff is on, on your heart, yeah. 15, 20 meetings, nah. Yeah. Let's, let's, right. let's, let's just get it. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm like, yeah. And that's not to say that, you know, you're not giving God an opportunity. God is already knocking on your heart. Right. So the thing that I need to do is, listen, let's, let's set some time in the next week. Let's have a conversation. Let me show you what I'm working with. And let's put something in place because I found that the proposals are the entryway. Ah. Here's my proposal for how we want to do this and to be able to show the data, right? For me yeah. to be able to show, I know what the, the top country or top counties are in certain states when it comes to poverty, mm -hmm. right? So let's connect to find out what the poverty rates are in the county. Yeah. 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 That, that's good yeah. because we, we have a follow, sheriff has been, the sheriff has been so amazing. He is, he has just let us, do whatever we feel to do. He has just given us mm -hmm. complete autonomy. Sheriff Chip Hughes should should yeah. be the lifetime sheriff in Craven County. And we get another we get a meeting with him at the end of the month. So let's talk, okay. brother, for real, because I, I I'm about it. 
and people are telling okay. me, man, King, you got to slow down. You got to stop. You got to chill. I don't have time to chill, brother. This big blue marble ball that we own is spinning, and I only got so many revolutions left. Listen, I, I know you got to go, brother, but I'll I tell you this. <laughs> Uh, if I can get the jet, uh, the jet going to be with y'all at the end of the month, uh, trust me, I'll be there. So I'm, I'm gonna see if I can get if I can find some petrol for the jet. Oh, he listen, that's that's just his secondary mode of transportation, y'all. <laughs> it's a if I can find a, if I can find a pilot. It's you know, a Tesla <laughs> jet too. <laughs> hey, Greg, send him the date that we're supposed to meet with Sheriff Sheriff Hughes. Send Doctor Dunlap the date, brother. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just, these are, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know you joined in on a, on a conversation with two brothers talking here. We like, brainstorming. What, <laughs> what is they doing? This ain't a podcast. It's about impacting lives. Y'all Dr. Nate yeah. Dunlap, our friend, the founder and CEO of, 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 of PRF Institute and also coming out with the new book that should be released in April. You're going to hear about that on this program and, and many others. It'll be the 24th is when we meet with him at 10 AM. So I don't know if you can swing it, just look at it, but we need to have a proposal and plan together anyway. Okay. Gotcha. And I, if gotcha. it, look, doctor, if need be, we could doggone FaceTime you in. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Te- technology has made it so we can do things. Okay. Let's, we'll make it happen. All right. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it for us tonight. You got any last words, doctor? God bless everybody. Look forward to whatever God has for our lives, man. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's great. Well, we'll see you again real soon. Thank you for always taking me up on my, on my opportunities to come (laughs) in the show, brother. I love it. I love it. I can always count on the doctor. (laughs) I'm glad I was dressed today. (laughs) Yeah. You dressed to a T baby. All right. Have a great night, doctor. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.